You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. Thank you, Brother Steve. This is Brother Shuttlesworth, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast. The Bible says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And you're going to be blessed as you listen today. Go with me now into a live service. Luke chapter 4, verse 16, And he, that's Jesus, came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, everybody say his custom was. See, he, he had developed a discipline. His custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. You should go to church when the doors are open to the house of God. Jesus sets the example here. And he stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, I don't have time in this message, but I have 13 reasons why we should give to the poor and what God will do when you, when you do it. But one of the things the Bible says when you give to the poor, you're going to be delivered in times of trouble, Psalm 41.1. And so it's important that we understand that the first anointing that Jesus claimed to have was that he had an anointing to help poor folk. Are you hearing me? But the Bible says they may have started out poor, but they became rich in faith, it says in another passage. And so the poor don't stay poor. The sinner doesn't stay unsaved. The sick doesn't stay sick. When Jesus comes, something's going to change. You need to turn to your neighbor and say, when Jesus comes, something's going to change. Something is going to change. And then say this, God never changes us for the worse. He always changes us for the better. And if you can learn that and get that in your spirit, you'll be encouraged in times of pressure and difficulty because the devil hates the message of Jesus Christ. I was praying yesterday and I had a vision and it was just as if I saw Jesus standing tall and strong over this region and it was like there was a pipeline coming right out of the spirit of Christ through Pastor Motley and through this ministry, this church. And I, I, I said, and I believe this, that I'm not letting any devil rob uh, me or this region or this church from the things that are flowing out of Jesus. But you've got to understand there is a real devil that hates the fact that there are people like you that have purpose to have an anointing in this region and he does not like the fact there's a place where something can flow out of Jesus into the hearts of people. And so the Bible says we must earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Can you say amen? And so we're here today, we're contending for something. And if you won't stay for something, you'll fall for everything. But thank God you can make a stand today. And you can say, this is it, Lord. This far, no further. This is where I'm standing. Lift your hands and ask God to give you that kind of a strength where you will stand for something in the kingdom of God. Verse 18, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Number one, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Number two, to preach deliverance to the captives. Number three, 
and recovering of sight to the blind, number four, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, number five, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, number six. Six things that Jesus said he was anointed by the Spirit of the Lord to do. And I believe what Jesus said. And the Bible says he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day. Everybody say this day. This day is this scripture uh, fulfilled in your ears. Jesus said, right now, the meter starts running. Right now, the clock is ticking. And this day, this six-fold anointing is going to begin to operate for those who will receive it. And the Bible says he took the scripture, the scroll, the book, and he gave it again to the minister. Then he sits down. But to understand this, you need to understand just a little bit about Jewish custom. When I was in Bible school, I took a course called Comparative Religions. And we studied, uh, you know, the Islamic faith, the five pillars of Islam. We studied uh, uh, the Buddhists. We studied Jewish uh, faith uh, to help us in ministering the gospel. And uh, we had a field trip uh, the week that we were studying about the Jewish faith and the beliefs of those who are Jewish and are Orthodox, and we went to the synagogue on Saturday night. And the rabbi knew we were coming, knew we were students from the Christian Bible school, but made room for us and made us feel welcome. They went through their service. Everything went fine. And then at the end of the service, after the folks had left, he came over and addressed us, the students that were there, and talked to us a little bit. He said, I'm sure that you notice this is different from your services. He said, but I want to draw attention to a few things. And he talked to us about the scroll that the synagogue had paid over $100,000 to have made and brought over from Israel to be a, a, a part of the uh, container, whatever they call it, the cabinet where they kept the scrolls in. I mean, you got to remember when I was a young man, $100,000, I mean, that, 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 that was more than I could comprehend. Amen. And he was talking about other things. Then he, he he pointed out the three uh, seats that were on what I would call the platform, and he explained, he said, the man that got up before I uh, got up is called the cantor, and he sings scriptures, he sings, and his seat was there. He said, the other seat I sat in, that's the seat that's always reserved for the rabbi. But he said, you notice there's an empty seat. And he said, for thousands of years, uh, uh, tradition, we've kept one seat open for when the Messiah shall come. And he said, now this will interest you young Christian students. He said, history records only one man ever sat down in the Messiah's seat. And that was the one you called Jesus the Christ. Well, he said it with a chuckle. But when he said that, it's like I had goosebumps go up on my arms. Amen. I, when he said the only one ever sat in it was Jesus, the one we call the Christ, I got thinking, my goodness, how blind can you be? You saved it for the Messiah. He comes. He reads the Messianic scripture from Isaiah. And he sat down, but this is why the Bible says every eye was fastened on him. And later it explains why they tried.
tried to thrust him out and to kill him and throw him over the cliff. They thought he was blaspheming. They thought that he was claiming to be the Son of God. But it wasn't that he was trying to claim it. He is the Son of God. He's Jesus all by himself. Amen. He is sat down not just in the synagogue that day, but the Bible says he is sat down at the right hand of the Father, and he ever liveth to make intercession for you and I. Can you say amen? But if that's not enough, this is what I like. The Bible says, Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord, he is on me. And what I want to encourage you today is, you need to hook into one of these anointings. If you need to be literally set free from the spirit of poverty or the spirit of lack, then he is anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. If you need a healing for your heart, maybe you feel like your heart's broken and you don't feel like you can live another day, then he is Jesus who is the healer of the broken hearts. Can you say amen? Not only will he heal your broken heart, but he can deliver you. He preaches deliverance to the captives. He can help you to recover the sight that the eyes that may have needed a touch and were getting worse. He knows all about it and there's something in the anointing that even helps you to recover your eyesight and heals you and makes you whole. Can you say praise God? He sets at liberty them that are bruised. And I studied this out. That speaks of the sin or the hurt that is so strong that it leaves a mark on the soul and even the bodies and even the spirit of a man or a woman. But God can reach down into your spirit. He can reach down into your soul. And he can even take out the stain of the iniquity. He can take out the beating the devil's put you through. He can take out the hurt that people have caused to be a scar in your spirit and in your soul because nobody can do you like Jesus can. If you believe that, you need to lift your hands right now and draw on that anointing. Let him heal you. Let him take out what doesn't belong and let him put back what you need. I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive Radio Network. I'm excited about this and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years, our cause is Christ. Our compassion is for souls and our commitment is to the world. And no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this Faith Alive Network whatever nation you're in, you are a part of God's end time plan. Jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in. And by your support as a partner, you can help us do this. If you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com forward slash give, you can sow a gift today to help us.